Welcome back to the Busy Blooming Podcast. My name's Tess. I'm Alexis. And we're your hosts of this podcast. Today, we have Jamie on the podcast. She is a fitness lifestyle YouTuber, Instagrammer, and we had so much fun chatting about how she's changed in her 20s, dealing with social anxiety, what she's learned in the pandemic, and of course, all about like her fitness journey, her tips of getting into fitness, and it was a lot of fun. She's in Toronto, so you know, we bonded over our Toronto pandemic experience, so it was a good one. (laughs) Okay, so before we get into it, as always, we asked you guys over on Instagram some questions about today's episode, so if you want to go give us a follow, it's at Busy Blooming with two Gs. You guys know the drill by now. So yeah, go follow and you can be part of the episode. So go follow us on Instagram. We also have a TikTok. We have a LinkedIn and a blog, a Facebook group, just like a lot going on in our community and lots and lots to come. Yeah, the one year anniversary of Busy Blooming is coming up on November 15th. So something very exciting is launching then. Um, And then there's some other stuff in the works. So get excited. Join our community. Before we get into it, do you have any life updates? anything to add the last time we talked to you it hadn't even been your birthday yet so you guys does anyone else feel like their birthday is cursed do you feel like your birthday's <laughs> cursed or is it just me no my birthday's like the best okay <laughs> cannot relate at all <laughs> like i swear to god something happens to me every year on my birthday my friend sent me a tiktok the other day and the girl in the tiktok was like Does anyone else feel like their birthday is a 24-hour try-not-to-cry challenge? And does everyone else fail every single year? (laughs) But every year on my birthday, I feel like I cry. And, you know, this year, 24, (laughs) she pulled through. We kept the tradition. (laughs) But, yeah, so now you're 24. How does it feel? It feels great, you know? I feel just so much wiser. Yeah. So much older. Well, that's good. I... I went into the office this week for the first yeah. time since How the pandemic. Okay. If you guys like watch my videos, I think you and I have talked about going back into the office too. And I was very like, I am never going back and no one can make me go back. Like, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I know you've been saying that for a while. <laughs> I know. And I remember when they announced that we were going to have to start going back like a long, long time ago. I was so annoyed, but we actually don't have to go back now until 2023. So that it changed so anyways I decided to go in anyway and I love it like I was in such a good mood I went two days last week and I started at a new company so I've been at this company for a year but I haven't met anybody in person so I Mm -hmm. also have never been to the office and it was so nice to like I was shocked of how nice it was to meet people and be able to like lean over at your desk and like joke around about something or if you're going to post something on social or your website it's like what do you think like does this look good yeah and I don't know it was so fun and I work at a startup so the people are really young like everyone's in their 20s and so it was fun it was like a really good experience I think I'm gonna keep going in so but it feels so good after dreading it for so long yeah it was good though I I I liked it I posted in our busy blooming Facebook group I think most people are still working from home from what you guys said but I think I think most people are like a hybrid actually but Okay, should we get should we get into the Instagram questions? Hear everyone's thoughts? Yeah, I'm excited. Okay, so the first question is what's something you've learned after quarantine or your biggest takeaway from quarantine? What about you, Tess? Do you have an answer? It's hard to say because 2020, I just feel like so much happened in the world, like just with like 
COVID and the Black Lives Matter movement and like just so much happened while we were at home. Yeah. So I feel like overall I'm just a much more like informed, educated person just because I was watching Mm -hmm. the news a lot more and like people were just more vocal and anyways. So I feel like that's definitely one angle, but I feel like like a personal thing. I feel like I've become a lot more confident and like I just know myself a lot better after being home for like two years almost because... Yeah, I was literally thinking the exact same thing. Yeah, when I went into the office, like, I haven't been in an office since I was at my old job at the Big Four. I was, like, 23. It was, a lot, it was like, almost two years ago. Now, walking to the office, I'm so different. Like, I just, I'm yeah. way more myself and just okay with, like, seeming annoying. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know how to describe it, but I just feel like I'm so solid in, like, my personality and what I, my opinions and who I am and I just was not like that before like especially in an office setting um yeah I think that's from being surrounded by like only your inner circle and mm-hmm. being alone like for that long I feel like you just become so like solidified yeah I was thinking the same thing and I feel like it's because we've had to spend so much time by ourselves yeah at this point it's like we know who we are now we spend all this time alone mm-hmm. and it's almost like we have to just embrace it now mm-hmm Okay, should we get into the answers? Yes. Someone said self-care must be a priority in your life, doing things by yourself and doing things for yourself. Yeah. Totally. It's so true. I feel like we just had so much time for self-care and stuff too. Like, it was such a weird time. So it was so important, like extra, extra important. So I hope we like keep those habits. Yeah, me too. Someone said work that can be remote should be remote. Honestly, so true. We never would have got, like, I wonder how many years it would have taken to get to this remote of a working world without the pandemic. I know. Like, would it even have gotten there? I don't don't know. know. Not even work, but, like, conferences and events and just, like, so many things are remote that just, like, I just feel like it would have taken, like, decades to get to being this remote of a world. So, and we're, we're never going back. Even with podcasts, for example, it's like you usually you'd podcast with people like in your city. Like if you're in New York for the weekend, you'd podcast with yeah. people in New York. But even something like this, it's like you we haven't even met in person. No, I know. <laughs> like like how crazy is that? It's so weird to think about. And like you just would have never even thought of that as much of a possibility. Like just with everything, yeah. like work, of course, too. But somebody said um, they learned that the importance of understanding what we are feeling and ooh, that's a good one it's a really good one because i feel like people have been posting so much more like it's okay to be upset right now and confused yeah and especially just with like all the political and like worldly stuff that's going on like yeah totally and i feel like when you're so busy all the time it's hard to kind of like process your emotions almost it's yeah. like you're so busy so i'm just gonna push off everything i'm feeling yeah but during the pandemic and during lockdown you were kind of forced to face everything that you were yeah, feeling. Like there totally. was no distractions really. No. Someone said people are selfish and can't give stuff up for the greater good. <laughs> Honestly, so true. true. <laughs> Take with that what you will. Okay, I feel like that's a good one to end on. I don't know. Yeah, I think so too. Okay, well I think that's everything from us in the intro. Did you have anything else to say? Anything, any final thoughts? I don't think so. I think I'm good. I'm excited to get into the interview. Yeah, me too. Okay, well, thank you guys for hanging out with us in the intro, and let's get into the interview with Jamie. 
Okay, so we're here with Jamie Falk on the podcast. I'm so excited to have you on. Thank you for coming on and chatting with me. Ah, uh, yeah. Thank you for inviting me. This is actually my second podcast I've ever done. So oh. kind of a newbie to all this stuff, but oh, yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm honored. We're honored to be one of your one of your first. I'm sure first of many. <laughs> your channel is like <laughs> exploding right now. So Oh my gosh. I hope so. Yeah. Podcasts are so fun. <laughs> yeah. Before we get into it, do you want to just quickly introduce yourself? Tell us like who you are, what you do, and let's just get to know you. Sure. Yeah, so I'm Jamie. Uh, I am a 28-year-old, so I'm getting into my late 20s now. I'm living in Toronto or Toronto area. I work full-time actually in films, so I'm always super busy with my full-time job. But as with most people during the pandemic, I feel like a lot of us picked up uh, side hustles, if you will. So I definitely started into social media. I always had Instagram and I was always into that, but kind of started taking it more seriously. I have my YouTube channel now, obviously, where I spend most of my time. I just, I like to try fitness challenges. I'm all about wellness and health and that's me. Yeah, I love it. This podcast is all about being in our 20s and, you know, trying to trying to figure life out. So a question we ask every guest, and I would love to hear your answer, is if you could go back to yourself at 18, what would you tell your 18-year-old self? I think when I was younger, when I was 18, when I was in school and that sort of thing, I did a lot of stuff to please others. Um, and I kind of, I didn't know what I liked myself. I was kind of lost. I didn't know I was lost, but everything I would do, whether it was in school, like for education or work or just like being social, I would always kind of just go along with whatever the people around me liked or what they were doing. Uh, for example, this is just one example, but when I was in school, when um, some of my best friends that I made in university, who are still some of my best friends today, they all really love country music and they loved mm -hmm. going out to country nights, for example. And I am not a fan of country music. It's, it's yeah. just never been my thing. But because I, I don't know, I thought that if I wasn't into the same things as my friends, I, they wouldn't be my friends anymore. I was mm -hmm. just like unsure of myself. So I would go along, I would go to all these country nights and not have the best time just to kind of, hang out with people and yeah as I said still to this day I am still like best friends with that group of people but I've learned to embrace things like I don't have to be a fan of country music to right. be friends with people who like country music I don't have to go out to every single country night that they're going to and I've kind of learned how to not feel that like FOMO <laughs> yeah. kind of accepting that like okay like you guys do your country night like I'll right. see you the next time and it doesn't have an impact on our friendship like we all still love each other and you know we all laugh about it and yeah. <laughs> all that kind of stuff <laughs> so I mean yeah that's just one kind of silly example but um, I wish I could have told myself that if I was true to myself and tried to find things I actually liked personally I would be fine like I would I would have friends I could do things I like and yeah. life would move on yeah, I, I love that answer. It's so true. I think 
like that quote, like you are the most like your five friends, it gets like, it's so true the younger you are. Like, I feel like especially 18, like the phrase of like, oh, that's just not my thing or that's not for me, like doesn't exist. <laughs> it's just like, I don't yeah. know, maybe that's my thing. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah, it's like whatever people want to do. It's like, okay, like I'll do it. I wanted to chat a little bit, a little bit about your post-grad journey because you studied computer science, right? And yes. then now you're working in kind of a different field. How did you even get to that point? I mean, the funny thing is I never saw myself working in computer science. It was something that I went into not really knowing what it was. When I was in high school, I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. And I feel like that's the same with most people. Like you're so young when you're in high school and in grade 12, like even 11, sometimes people ask you to make these decisions that seem life changing. Mm -hmm. Like you're going to have to study what you're going to do for your career now. I always liked computer stuff, like doing stuff on the computer. And I I didn't really know what computer science was, to be honest, but I applied to it. I got accepted. And at that point, when it was, when it came time to make the decision of what I was going to do and where I was going to go, I just picked that because it's like, I don't know, I don't want to do science, but for some reason I applied to science everywhere. And then once I went to Queens, I found out there were a couple different branches of, compu- of computer science that I could go into. And I decided to choose this branch called computing and the creative arts. Okay, I think that's cool. what it was called. Yeah. And basically what you could do is you could pick computer science and then any kind of art strand and do kind of a not like a double degree, but a a medial degree. Um, So I was doing half computer science, half film. And then after I graduated, I I couldn't picture myself just like coding (laughs) as my career. Like I noticed where other people were getting jobs and where they wanted to work and stuff. And it was companies like, I don't know, IBM and computer companies. And it, it just didn't appeal to me at that time. So what happened when I graduated, I actually got lucky because I had a friend who her dad was like the producer of The Walking Dead or something like that. Oh my God, that's so cool. Um, Yeah, and I actually never had watched the show before, but I I just knew that her dad was some big time film guy. And through him, um, I actually got an internship at like a post-production company in Toronto and did that and that's basically how I got into film yeah. right now. <laughs> That's so cool. I think your story too is such a good example of why you just need to like try stuff. Like in university, mm-hmm. it's like you can't really sit back and be like, oh, maybe I'll, you know, go into part film and part computer science. Like you wouldn't even be able to know that unless you're like trying different things. I feel like in school too, something that they're really missing is just teaching you physically or like practically how to get a job. Yeah, because they just teach you stuff. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, we're gonna learn math, and now we're gonna learn history, and now we're mm-hmm. gonna learn this. But they don't really teach you how to apply that, or like, if you take this, you'll get, you know, more knowledge to be able to work in these positions. Or, yeah, like no one tells you that you can work in film when you're in school. I know, and it's so hard. Like I always found it really hard. I, I work in marketing now, but I switched my major like a million times from like writing to business, like just trying to, cause I found it so hard to picture like 
what I would actually, my life would look like, like in these different majors. Cause your life is so different when you take the classes versus like what you're doing in an office for eight hours. I actually think in terms of film, maybe for other jobs too, but going to college, I feel like would have been a lot more useful Mm -hmm. in terms of something like film. Yeah, I totally agree. Even like for me, I'm in marketing and like, it's like the stuff I, I mean, university is great. I don't have any regrets, but tons and tons of the courses I took are so irrelevant to like what I'm actually doing. But I feel like in college, it's like so like tactical and specific and like the information is so useful for your actual job. I don't know. It was like that for me too. Like I was like, oh, you just go to university. I I didn't really think about it. I feel like it's interesting now with social media too, because I feel like the generation kind of below us, like the people that are kind of in middle school, high school now, they're looking at all of this content of like work day in my life and like week in my life. And like, I think you could kind of get a better insight into like people's lives and jobs. And I feel like we just didn't have that. Like in social media, it was like beauty gurus and (laughs) stuff like that. Yeah. I watch a couple of channels now or like I find videos that are like a day in my life in college or university. I'm like, yeah. this is so fun. I wish I had something like that when I was younger. Yeah. It was all like beauty gurus or like skits. I feel like skits yes. were really big on YouTube. Yeah. In retrospect of going through all these different opportunities, like what advice would you have for someone who's about to graduate phase, like not really knowing what to do? I don't know. Like, yeah, definitely more go with the flow, see what happens. As someone like me, like I went into work basically straight out of school. I think I had a couple weeks after I graduated until I started the internship. I feel there's a lot of pressure to go straight into a job after school, but I do think it is important to take a little bit of a break as well. Once you start working, I think it's hard to stop working or to like take a break for yourself. So that time right after school is probably, I don't want to sound like down and sad or anything, but it might be the last time that you're, you don't have commitments yeah. for a long time. <laughs> no, it's so true. Like that, cause I think you graduated like 21 or 22, like it's such a like precious time. <laughs> I feel like, I think there is a lot of pressure, like you said, to like get your corporate job and like get your life together and work a nine to five, but it's like, you're going to be working for, for the rest of your life. So another thing actually I just thought of is it's okay to stay living at your parents' house for a while. Yes. I was definitely one to feel the urge of like, I need to move out, especially because in university, I went somewhere that was farther from my home. So at that point I'd been living away from home for four years for school And it was so strange moving back home to my parents' house. And because I think it's also because I had a job, I was like, oh, well, I'm making money now. I can afford to rent and I can afford to move out. And I didn't really take that much time to work and live at my parents' house and save money. Mm -hmm. I love that you said that. I think so many people, like just over the pandemic too, have moved, like a lot of my friends have moved back with their parents and like, it's so great to live with your parents. Like it needs to be more like positively looked upon, I think, because you save so much money. Like like I, my parents are in Vancouver Island. So I have, when I moved to Toronto, like I've always lived on my own. And like, I, you waste like tens of thousands of dollars, like on rent. So I think if you can live with your parents and like save and save and save, like that is such a good thing. Yeah, definitely do it.
today we're talking again about Ana Luisa, a brand that both Alexis and I are obsessed with. They have minimal, simple gold jewelry, and I don't think we've taken off the pieces since we got them. We are huge fans. So Ana Luisa, spelled A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A, is on a mission to bring sustainable, high-quality pieces at a fair cost, starting at only $39, which is crazy. And they offset 100% of their carbon emissions, starting with the sourcing of raw materials all the way to disposal of the pieces. And they have kindly provided a discount for you guys for 10% off with the link in the show notes. And they have new pieces every single Friday, which is just so much fun. They have the cutest website ever. Yeah, so I'm wearing my stuff right now. I got two rings and a bracelet that I have on now and I'm literally obsessed with them. I haven't <laughs> taken them off. The rings are so freaking cute. They're so cute. I know. <laughs> the pieces are so like dainty. I don't know how to describe it. Like just so yeah. like minimal and I love gold too. So it, you can just like leave them on all the time and they match everything, which is so nice so you guys can go to analuisa.com slash busy blooming go treat yourself and your loved ones and use our code busy blooming to get 10 percent off we absolutely recommend them they're a great brand making beautiful sustainable jewelry so go check out analuisa.com slash busy blooming code busy blooming Speaking of the pandemic, you were talking in one of your, I think it was like a Q&A video, you were saying something you've learned over the pandemic is that you're like an introvert and you've like come to terms, you like probably accept that. Yeah, it's funny because a lot of people on first glance think I'm an extrovert. Um, an introvert doesn't have to be like that quiet person who doesn't go out and do things. An introvert is someone who just charges on their own either completely on their own or with just like their inner circle when i'm with other people outside that circle it drains my energy and that's not necessarily a bad thing mm -hmm. it just means that i have to use more energy when i'm with people and i can still enjoy my time with people and be social but i just get tired more quickly that way um, so that's the difference between being an introvert and extrovert. And I, I didn't understand that for a while. And I've, yeah, that's something else I've come to terms with is that it, I'm just fine being myself and I can have my social gatherings when I'm in the mood and have enough energy to do so. I've just learned about myself that I charge when I'm with myself, like just at home, quiet, cozy, lounging around. And I think that's important for people to kind of look into themselves and figure that out. Because in the long run, it's going to help you. It's going to help you feel more energized. You're going to feel more productive and you're going to feel more happy. I'm not saying I've turned into a hermit. I mean, I think maybe I have during the pandemic because a lot of people have. But I've just accepted. Like, if I don't want to go out on a Friday night and someone asks me to go out, I'm allowed to say no. And I don't have to feel pressured to do that. I love what you said. I think a lot of people have become like, I even feel like, I feel like I am an extroverted person, but, and I get energy from being around people, but I, what you weren't around people for like, especially for us in Toronto, like the stay at home order was like eight months or like, it was just so long. So we are all forced to be kind of introverts at some point in the last like couple of years. <laughs> you chatted a little bit about social anxiety and is that something you've like always kind of said you've had? I feel like I've, I've definitely known that I've had social anxiety for a long time but I didn't know what it was 
Right. I always thought like, does everyone else feel the same way? Like, it's not something you really talk about with others, but the way it appears in me is that I just, I need plans. If someone's asking me to go out and do something, I have to prepare for it. I have to have time to like, okay, in three days, I'm going to do this and I'm going to go here. And these are the people that are going to be there. Yeah. Like the worst thing for me is like, okay, we're going to go here and do this and just meet here in five minutes. And this person's going to be there, but I don't know who else is going to be there. Yeah. Like for me, that makes me like, oh my gosh, like what am I going to go into? I am a huge, huge planner. I'm definitely not like a last minute, easygoing kind of person in that sense. Sometimes I wish I could be more like that and I could work more on that side of myself, but I'm definitely, yeah, something like I need a week in advance. Like, okay, next Saturday, we're going to go here with these people. Yeah, it, it gives me time to be able to charge. Like it goes with the introvert thing, I think. I just need time to be able to charge myself to be like, okay, I, I'm going to need enough energy to go out and do th this thing on Saturday. And yeah, definitely knowing that about myself has helped with that. Yeah. I feel like I sound like such a hermit on this podcast. <laughs> I do have friends. I do go out and do things with people and I enjoy it. Do but I, I definitely yeah. have my planning process. <laughs> yeah. Amy, we live in Toronto. Like it's, it's been rough here. <laughs> like I think everyone yeah. in Toronto is like totally like a hermit and introverted. And like, I, I totally feel that too, because it's like, you've had so much control over your time and I, even like getting kind of back into like office life, like we were chatting about and like, I don't know. It's like, you're so out of control now of your time and your energy. Cause it, there's so much like stuff you have to do. But I feel like when you're at home, literally all day, you can like really do anything you want. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Like back in like when we were in full lockdown, um, like, yeah, no one was getting together. So none of my time in my week was being allotted for social things, for hangouts. And instead I was using that time for things like YouTube, Mm -hmm. starting my YouTube channel, doing work in that way. It, it's tough transitioning because now, yeah, we're back in office. More people are wanting to do things, like do different things, make plans, hang out. I feel like we were chatting a little bit before this about going back to the office and you're back in the office like full time. And then I, I just went back for the first time this week. And I think I underestimated just like how much time you spend like getting ready and walking to the office or commuting and like the energy that it takes out of you like I was exhausted last night like just after like a few days of being in the office I'm like this is like crazy like I don't I, you never even thought about it before because you just had to go in the office like that's just where you go to work yeah while we were working from home again there were pockets of time throughout the day I wasn't like slacking at my job I was still working yeah. but it comes with the the nature of a full-time job, like a full-time salary job, that there's going to be downtime. They, they yeah. need you to be working throughout those hours if things come up, but sometimes there's going to be slower times where, you're, where you don't have anything to do and you're just kind of waiting for a task to come in. Now being back at the office when there's downtime, I'm just sitting there at my desk, not doing anything, not yeah. being productive. That, first of all, that takes a lot of time out of my day because I did rely on that time um, during the lockdowns to do all my extra stuff. And then on top of that, I, I did mention, I don't think we were recording yet, but I did mention 
that I moved kind of farther out of the city during the pandemic, just because we were working from home. There was no point in me living so close to downtown if I wasn't going to work in the office. So I moved a little bit farther. And now that I have to go back into the office, mm -hmm. my commute is so much longer. Yeah. And I'm just sitting, I'm just sitting on the bus doing nothing. There's nothing I can do. And I just I feel that like, I've said this, like, since I've gone back to the office, that takes the most energy out of my day. Like working in the office is, is fine. It's, I used to do it. It's that's, it was normal at one point. So mm -hmm. like, I'm fine doing that, but the commute now, like two hour, two hours out of every single day, that's the part that's been draining me. I would love to talk to you as well about your fitness journey, of course, like switching gears a little bit, because I mean, you have the best fitness content, your channel, your Instagram, like how did you get into fitness? I've kind of been active my entire life. Um, I never saw it as fitness. I just saw it as hobbies. So when I was younger, I started figure skating and I just kind of started it as default kind of because my yeah. it's something my sister I had I have an older sister and she was figure skating so as the younger sister I just wanted to do anything my older sister was doing and then from there I went into dance but yeah I never really thought of it as fitness it was just like I skated and I danced and it kept me active but I, I didn't feel like I was working out yeah and it's I actually hated going to the gym. Like I had tried it a couple times and I was like, this sucks. Like, this is so boring. I'd rather just take a dance class. When I stopped dancing because I graduated school and I was no longer part of a dance team and it, there was just no requirement for me to go to like dance training anymore. I realized, okay, I'm not moving my body anymore. I used to dance like every single day and now I guess I have to find something for myself so I started going to the gym I tried it out I was like this sucks and I did it for a long time because I didn't know there was any other way to work out than going to the gym yeah and I was like well, like I have to stay like healthy and active so I guess I'm just gonna have to suck it up and go and I did that for years and years and years not liking it until really until the pandemic and gyms were closed so I couldn't go to the gym anymore and I had to find another way to work out I had heard of YouTube video workouts but I hadn't yeah. really tried them or seen them it was kind of a whole other world that it wasn't really that popular yet I don't think but I just googled YouTube workout or something and I found a video from Pamela Reif and that's the one that popped up for me and I was like okay I'll give this a try it was like a 15 minute ab workout or something like that so I did that and I was like oh wow like that was actually good I feel like I got a good workout out of that and from then on yeah basically every day I just did Pamela Reif I just did her videos so I I think this is one of my earlier videos too I made a video I was like oh like I all these other people are doing hit workouts and I like hit workouts. So I'm going to try a different hit workout from a different channel mm -hmm. every single day this week. And that was a YouTube video. Yeah. I started finding other stuff that I liked and, and that was basically my journey of doing YouTube videos. And now I feel like I've tried <laughs> so many. When you, you talked about this a little bit on your channel, like the transition from like 
kind of the impact, I guess, that dance had on your body image and just kind of the culture that you experienced in like the dance world. Um, could you talk a little bit about that and like how that impacted your relationship with body image and fitness? Yeah, definitely. I took a lot of good things out of dance and my dance background. So I'm not saying it was completely horrible. I'm still grateful for a lot of the things that it's taught me and it's, it's built me to be strong in a lot of ways. But there was definitely a lot of emphasis on how you look, um, especially like in practice, you're just in these rooms with full length mirrors all around the studio. Right. You're just looking at yourself all day, like for five hours a day, which is how long we we're practicing. Like you're just staring at yourself. And because like your teachers all want to see your alignment and make sure you're doing things correctly, like it's not like we could wear baggy clothes or anything. Right. So we were wearing like sports bras and like the tiniest little shorts that we could for, you know, practical purposes, but just like to come along with that, like you're just staring at yourself in a sports bra and shorts every single day for five yeah. hours. And especially like a lot of our practices were in the evenings after school, we had probably just eaten dinner or something. So you're, you're going to have, have dinner in your tummy and it, yeah. I feel like it was just hard looking at yourself every single day. Like, and yeah, I still love wearing sports bras and stuff now, but on days where I feel bloated or something, sometimes I like wearing a little something baggier just, just for myself. And we didn't have that choice in dance practice. And then that gets, like, that gets exaggerated even more when you go on stage and you're wearing these little costumes and going on stage and you have to look good and yeah, there's a lot of pressure on how you look in dance. Mm -hmm. And it, it doesn't just come from us. There's definitely a lot of kind of toxic mentality in terms of like the teachers in dance. It, it, it goes a long way. Like, I think it goes a long way back. You want to look like that perfect little ballerina, like that body type. And your teachers want you to look that way too. So we would literally get comments sometimes like in the studio, like I can see your breakfast or like, oh, oh like too many bagels this morning and comments like that, which definitely are not okay. And I hope they're not doing that anymore because I think we've learned a lot about that in the past couple of years, mm -hmm. like just in society in general. But those things were apparently okay to say back then. And as teenagers or even younger than teenagers, like we're really susceptible to you know, whatever we hear, like we're going to believe. So yeah, that definitely gave me a lot of body issues that I had to get over. Growing up now, I'm not so attached to the dance world anymore. And I've kind of, yeah, I've gotten more of a look of, oh yeah, this is what an actual healthy person is supposed to be like or think like. I've definitely grown a lot out of that. But there's definitely a time like probably grade 11, 12, where I was kind of at my lowest in terms of that. Yeah, it's, it's given me a lot of life experience. We'll put it at that. Yeah, I've heard that from a few of my friends who've kind of gone through the dance world as well. Like, like you said, it's not like a horrible place, but I think there's just like little things about it that definitely like over time have a huge effect just on your, you know, the way you look at yourself and did you find that finding some freedom with fitness of like finding things you enjoy has really helped like a better outlook on body image or like is fitness kind of the main like thing that helped you? Yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, again, when I was doing my whole gym thing, 
back right. in the day and I, I didn't like it. I was going for like utility purposes. It was like, right. okay, I'm going to do abs today because I want to have visible abs, which like is not a thing that happens. <laughs> that's not <laughs> how it happens. But you know, at that time, that's what I thought. Yeah. And then like, I hated doing like booty workouts. I hated doing squats, but like, that's what I thought I had to have because you know, yeah. that that's in trend. I mean, it's still in trend now, like um, to grow your booty or whatever, but that's what I thought I had to do. So I'd be doing squats in the gym and yeah. it, I would go to the gym more for purposes of like shaping my body and mm-hmm. for more of a goal like that. But once I started finding workouts that I just enjoyed doing, it's more like, it just helps my mind. <laughs> like if I don't work out, well, I do take rest days, obviously, because those are important, but mm-hmm. working out just makes me feel so good. Mm-hmm. Like at, at this point, because I'm back in office, I'm generally working out in the morning before work. And I find I'm just so much more energized. Like I wake up really tired because I have to wake up really early now. Mm-hmm. But after after a workout, I just feel so much more alive. I feel like I have energy and it just it gets me in a better mood. So yeah, I was saying I didn't like the gym, but going back to that, there's actually one thing I like doing at the gym and that's running on a treadmill. I would just run. I didn't care if it made my booty flat because that's what everyone was saying. Like, yeah, you're not going to be able to have a booty if you run, but I was like, I don't care. Like running makes me feel good. Yeah. Just finding workouts that you like doing really shifts the emphasis on like, like I don't do it to sculpt my body anymore. I just do it to do it. I love that you said that. I think because there's so many more benefits to exercising than just like aesthetic, aesthetic reasons, like just to change kind of the way you look. Like it's so good for your heart and your, you know, sore back from sitting all day and like your brain, like it's just, there's so many great things. And I think like when you do shift to kind of think like, this is just healthy and good for me. Like it doesn't matter the way it's going to like make me look. Um, I think it definitely makes it more enjoyable and it makes it easier to find something you like, like, like you said, the running or walking on the treadmill or going for a walk outside, like whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. The thing with that too, this this is one of my pet peeves in like the fitness world in social media. I feel like people demonize cardio so much. Yeah. A lot of people are like, no, like you can't do cardio too much. It's not going to be good. You're going to lose all your progress and there's no benefits to it. Of course there are. Like, how could there not be? Like maybe, I don't know if it's not good for muscle growth. It's good for so many different things. Like mm-hmm. again, yeah, your, your heart and all that stuff and my mental well-being. again, like I, I liked running to get my mind off things. And uh, yeah. it's something that bugs me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have one more question for you. And then I think that was everything. Um, for someone listening, who, you know, doesn't really know where to start with like getting into fitness and maybe like, I think post pandemic myself included, like it was really hard to get back into it. Like what advice do you have to try to like get more active and get it into a routine? Definitely start slow. Like if you haven't been in, if you haven't been active for a while and you start trying to go full blast, you're probably going to do it for a week or two, feel tired and sore and not feel motivated anymore. So go at a pace that feels good for you. You can make a schedule for yourself. You can start with like two or three days a week, maybe 
and definitely do things that you like because if you're doing workouts you don't like you're not going to want to do them and you're going to dread them they're going to feel like a chore and that's it's not going to be sustainable but find something you like and, and if you don't know what you like yet try a variety of things so you could try a bunch of different youtube videos if you're more comfortable with home workouts you could try going to the gym try doing different things try going at different times of the day maybe or even like try going to a class because I know a lot of people do better in group settings in a class when everyone around them is working out and they have someone like a teacher kind of leading you on. Yeah, definitely try a variety of things. See what you like personally because whatever you like is going to be the best for you. Don't listen to those other people. Yeah, go at your own pace and try lots of things. Yeah, I love that. Okay, well, yeah, I think that was everything I wanted to talk to you about. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um, of course, I want everyone to go follow you, watch your content. So, like, where can people find you? So, I'm on YouTube, just my name. So, that's J A I M E. And then last name is F O K. Um, that's where I'm kind of focusing on stuff mm-hmm. now. But I also do have an Instagram called Health with Jamie for more of my fitness content. And then if you want to follow my more personal life kind of things, I'm also at Jamie Falk, which is my name. And my cats have Instagram accounts as well, but you can find those through my other Instagram accounts. If you like cats, follow both of them as well. (laughs) Awesome. Well, everyone go follow, watch your YouTube. And yeah, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I had so much fun talking to you. Thank you for having me. You're my second podcast. I wonder <laughs> yes. who will be the third. <laughs> second podcast done. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you everyone for listening and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye.